What was a crucifixion? What kind of criminals were crucified? And why did one thief on the cross defend Jesus? The goal of this podcast is to help people know Jesus through the Bible. Today we talk about the encounter Jesus has with two thieves in the book of Luke, chapter 23. Welcome to the Jesus Table Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Jesus Table Podcast. My name is Elliot Reyna. I'm here with the one and only Dr. Nick. Oh, Benditti. come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, this is episode 12. That's another good biblical number. Yeah. Um, we've been we've been touching on a lot of great stuff these last few weeks. I've really enjoyed every single conversation and podcast we've done. Yep. Um, going through Jesus' ministry and you know, people, people were his ministry, you know, different people that he interacted with. And it's been so refreshing and a blessing to me. And today, well, we are going to touch on a very important moment. Some would say, I think the most important moment that we've come to a climb, the climax of Jesus ministry has been leading towards, um, here in the crucifixion. So, um, why don't we start with that? Dr. Nick, what, what was the crucifixion? Um, well, we don't have enough time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That, no, that could be can... like a whole series, but... <laughs> exactly. No, it, it really could be. As a matter of fact, I'm, I've even thought of having a series on that, uh, maybe in the future. But uh, I think it's important for us to realize that uh, there's a misconception, I would say a misconception, in many circles, even in churches sometimes, that... Uh, the cross was an invention or was started by the Romans. And uh, it really, yeah, no, no, it, it really, I mean, the Romans, of course, uh, Jesus is the most famous crucified person in all of history. And of course, it was the Romans who did it. Uh, and uh, so many people really say, you know, oh, no, that, that was a Roman thing. Well, it was a Roman thing in, in Jesus' day. But it really started centuries before, as far as, History, more or less, it's believed that the Persians, who were the Iranians of today, right? The Persians were the first ones to really use uh, crucifixion, you know? Wow. And crucifixion is very different from what we sometimes think or the pictures that we see or the movies we see, you know? Uh, sometimes it was, uh, crucifixion was sort of, uh, let's say a slab of wood. Somebody would be put on a slab of wood and they would be tied to it. Other times, uh, uh, it would be the person would be nailed to it. Uh, some some executions uh, just sort of used that as an example and didn't kill them. Others, of course, we know uh, people died. So there's a whole variety. I mean, just oh, wow. it, it, it goes... It goes for many centuries, you know, we know, a, let's say a great person that we know or we're familiar with is Alexander the Great, and he used it, you know, uh, when um, uh, they, they rebelled against him. Uh, we know just of many, many situations. So I just wanted to clarify for people that they realized that it wasn't a, a Roman invention, the, cro the cross. So... Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, how many years is before that? Alexander the Great it says here. Well, Alexander was, was about roughly three hundred three centuries before Christ. You know, wow. and the Persians, of uh, their time, roughly probably about five or six hundred years before, 
Okay. Yeah, I would say roughly about that, approximately, you know. Uh, don't hold me to the year, you know. But <laughs> no, you're right. I looked it up. That's oh, okay. Crazy. Good, good. <laughs> but, you know, so we're talking at least five, 600 years before Christ. But mm -hmm. it, it uh, turns out, you know, your question is, what does the cross mean? Or let's look at it from our perspective. When I say our perspective, I mean followers of Jesus. The cross is the place of death, but it's also the place of, of life. Let's put it like that. Mm -hmm. uh, cross in the sense of death because Jesus died on the cross, but he didn't remain on the cross. Uh, he didn't remain and death did not uh, conquer him. Rather, just the opposite. He conquered death. We know he rose according to scripture and according to what we believe in the Bible. He rose on the third day that God rose, uh, raised him from the dead. So in that sense, the cross is a symbol of, of a total, I guess, death. But at the same time, it's the place where God vindicated, you know. Uh, as I said, we don't have enough time. But for example, we go back to uh, Isaiah chapter 53, the servant song. And you look at it, you know, and you say, wow. You know, here you have something that, that talks about his death and how he was abused and all the other different things that happened to him. And that was written many centuries before. And even though there are some skeptics to say, well, that was maybe written about two centuries. It wasn't written originally about six, seven, eight centuries before Christ. That was written like uh, two centuries before Christ. Even if it was that, as some skeptics say, you know, you're still talking about uh, 200 years before Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. was actually crucified and all. So, I mean, you know, the cross is, is something that we we need to really understand uh, the purpose of all of that and who did it and why it was done. But again, you know, it's what the Apostle Paul writes in the New Testament, which he quotes the old, O death, where is thy sting? Thy mm -hmm. sting, you know? Like, in mm -hmm. other words, death you haven't overcome. There's somebody yeah. who overcame you, you know? Well, and again, we can go back to... <laughs> we can go back to Genesis 3 and all the other things with Adam and Eve and Satan and death entering. But again, the cross is very, very important uh, as a matter of our faith. So I think with that, <laughs> we can move on. Yeah. But it is rich. No. You're right. Totally. I mean, obviously we could touch on more, but that is very interesting to know that the Romans didn't invent it, but rather I guess they... Uh, Perfected they used it, it very was, effectively. Yeah, that was if that's a way to say it, the their their punishment, and um, so here. And I um, think it's important also. I'm sorry, Elliot, but I just no, thought yeah. of something. I think it's important that we realize that Christians later, uh, Nero was the first one to use the cross against Christians, so it was not only mm. used of uh, people. Uh, that uh, rebelled either against Alexander the Great or some of the great empires before, or the Romans. Uh, it was also used, uh, Nero was the first one that used the cross against Christians. It, for centuries it was used uh, against Jews and other people. It wasn't only the Jews, you know. Spartacus, for example, you know, those of us that have seen the movie Spartacus or know a little about Spartacus, he was a slave and and uh, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Crassus was the guy who defeated, he was Roman. And they had over 6,000 people, uh, slaves, that were crucified. Wow. You know, so I mean, 
it, it was something that was very not I won't dare say common but it was in use it was in use mm-hmm. and it was really to send out a message you know mm-hmm. you don't cross us whether it be the Romans whether it be the Greeks whether it be the Persians or any of the other people that used it it's uh it was really something that you don't cross us because if you cross us this is what happens and also it's important to realize that the Roman citizen in the time of Jesus they did not use the cross for them because they were Roman citizens, you know. Oh, wow. And yeah, uh, no, it's fascinating doing doing a study on the cross. It's it's worthwhile. Yep. Yeah, it's, it was a humiliating thing, and oh yeah. The, and so, just to clarify, you said that um before maybe with the Persians and stuff like that, they didn't always die, but when the Romans did it, they always died. It was a it was a death. I sentence, would say so. I'm I'm right? pretty sure. I. I you know, I know of uh, other other cultures and other situations. It was uh, sometimes they would release them. You know, after after uh, again um, after let's say they got their point across. You know, mm-hmm. but the Romans pretty much I would dare say that yes. Okay, but again, yeah, I know that I they would put... like break the legs and you know right exactly and just suffocate there. Yeah. Oh, that's... yeah. And that's most probably the great majority of people died from suffocation. And it was very prolonged. Sometimes they would, they would prolong it two, three, four days. And again, I don't want to minimize the death of Jesus on the cross. But Jesus uh-huh. did not suffer in the sense of the agony that some others of the thousands that were done, you know, some of them two, three, four days uh, just wow. suffering on the cross. And, I, and again, please, I don't want any of our hearers to say, oh, mm-hmm. Dr. Nick and Elliot said, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus did not suffer. I'm not saying that. What right. I'm saying is that uh, Jesus' uh, death, let's put it like this, was pretty quick compared to many others that were uh, crucified. Gotcha. And that, the, I think, helps us remind us of the bigger point because, you know, I think growing up, I would watch The Passion of the Christ and stuff like that, right. and people would make the physical suffering that Jesus had the main point, which I'm not saying it's not important, you know, but there is, there is something going on behind the curtain. That was the, that was the main point of what was coming, you know, the, the sin that he took upon himself. And exactly. We could, we could spend hours there, but, um, (laughs) the, no, but it's true. It's very, very true. And, and it's something that we need to understand that he, you know, when I say he, I mean, Jesus, took our place because mm-hmm. again uh, us as human beings all of us you know from adam on down and eve all of us as the bible very clearly states all of us have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of god as paul writes in romans and other other passages so uh mm-hmm. here we have someone who is innocent and uh, we're going to be talking about that. As a matter of fact, when we talk about the two thieves or the two criminals, uh, how he was innocent, but yet he died for us. Mm-hmm. How God became flesh. I mean, um, yeah. like I said, we, I'm going to hold back because otherwise yeah. we're, we're not <laughs> yeah, going to hit the text for today. <laughs> it, yeah, like he who knew no sin was made sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Exactly. Is on a tree. We could, we could. Right. One day we'll touch on all those passages, but. <laughs> okay, sure. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's do this. Um, we've touched a little bit of why that's central to our faith and um, who was crucified and what that meant. So on his way to um, the crucifixion, he had 
um, there was a lot of different groups of people who had different reactions yeah. to him, right? Right, so, encounters, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll 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 talk about the last two right before um sure before he dies, but um on his way to the cross, what's surprising is that here the it says the the crowd was mourning and was um yeah was caring for him, which is weird because before that they were all yelling crucify him like I don't know if it's the same crowd different crowd if right. it, he's highlighting different types of people but right. there were some people who were with him on his side, you know? Well, well, yeah, we're sympathetic to him. Let's not forget that Jesus was extremely, extremely popular. Mm -hmm. uh, as much as he was very popular, he was also hated, you know, despised. Um, and uh, But there were those people that were sympathetic towards Jesus, his cause. Those people that believed that he truly was the Messiah. He was truly the Son of God. Maybe they didn't understand all the ins and outs of everything, but uh, within that crowd, again, there were, you know, you, you very well said, uh, you know, the crowd said crucify him, but it's not the same crowd here either. And uh, we see how the importance of there were in the midst of that, of course, there were people that were jeering him, they were laughing at him, you know, uh, as the movies depict a lot of times, threw stuff at him, etc. But there were those people there who were also sympathetic and believed in him. You know, and if they didn't believe in him, still they maybe didn't like seeing that he was unjustly, uh, you know, being crucified. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's curious to, and you know, it's 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 a number of different groups, and that's why I enjoy so much this series that we're doing on uh, having an encounter with Christ, because we see the reactions of so many different people, you know, and yeah. groups. Here we have the crowd. Uh, then we'll look at uh, the. The religious leaders, how they reacted to Jesus, and the soldiers, and uh, we'll also look at a little later, uh, even the two men on the cross, uh, next next to Jesus, you know, there, the two men, how their reaction was so very different. So, uh, and you know, it's the same today, Elliot. It's the same exact thing today. Some people react very much in favor of Jesus, believe in him, follow him. There are others that sort of look at from a distance, you know, sort of, mm -hmm. well, maybe. And there are others that totally reject or despise, you know, uh, the Gospels and what Jesus did. So it's yeah. I, it, it's almost like I know this happened and we know this happened 2,000 years ago. But yet we look at it today in 20, you know, 2022. Uh, we look at it today and the reactions of people are just very similar. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So we have the crowd here mourning and they're in favor. At least you said whether they believed yeah. some of them or yeah. some of them knew at least he was innocent. Right. And then we have the rulers um, who were kind of scoffing at him. So who are these rulers? Are they like the religious? Uh, Most probably, yeah. They, they were the religious leaders. Let's not forget uh, the ones that executed Jesus' death were the Romans. But the ones that helped to get Jesus to the to them were the religious leaders, you know, the high right. priest and the different. They got what they wanted. Judges. Exactly, exactly, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, the gospels, all four of them, make that very clear. So uh, yeah, the religious they were the religious leaders of the day. They were the ones that accused them of blasphemy. Uh, they were the ones that um, also ridiculed him, you know. Um, uh, they said he's a false messiah, etc. 
when when Barabbas, you know, when Barabbas, when Pontius Pilate uh, uh, asked, who do you want? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, who do you want me to release, you know? And uh, just the whole thing. So that was probably, uh, even though we don't have their names, but it was probably that crowd, most probably, because they were witnesses to that, and that's what they wanted. You know, it was it was a power grab. They felt threatened yeah. because of Jesus and many other things. Yeah. yeah, and it makes me think of John chapter 1 when he says he came to his own and his right. own did not receive him. Like, here's like these, these, um, these verses, like what John's referring yeah. to, I think, you know, um, mm -hmm. in some aspect. Yeah. And then we yeah, have yeah, yeah. Um, the soldiers. And that's that tension, oh, yeah. you know, that you and I have discussed many times. That's that tension because not everyone, you know, and the first believers were all Jewish, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, not everyone, you know, rejected Jesus. That's why I think Luke, Luke is just so brilliant the way he points out things. And that's why when we see that crowd in favor, um, it's, it's important to note yeah, there, sometimes we look at the movies or, you know, the, read books that are written and we think everybody opposed Jesus. No, 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 that's not true. That's not really mm -hmm. true. So. That's good. That's good. That's true. Yeah. We, we always say the Jews rejected him. Not all the Jews, like all the first believers, like that's you right. said, they were, they were all Jews. So yeah, that's good. That's, that's right. Good to note that. Then we have the soldiers, which the soldiers, we can't make them all innocent here. Obviously, it was the, the rulers of the Pharisees that were pushing it. But the soldiers, it's like they, they enjoyed it. You know, they were mocking Jesus. Yep. I guess yeah. they would have done this to maybe any Jew, I would assume. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It was just part of... I can imagine that's a tough line of work. And maybe you just get really, I don't know, hard, you know, like insensitive. Yeah. But and like, I don't know. It doesn't excuse it, obviously. But like, and here they are yeah. mocking Jesus. And um, well, they later yeah. cast lots and, over and his robe. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, it's, it's curious to note, uh, again, the intention behind, if, if I can say that, the intention behind the religious uh, uh, leaders mocking Jesus, their intention was because of religious reasons. He blasphemed, you know. Mm -hmm. But here, I think uh, it's very important to note that the intention behind the soldiers mocking him was because, of course, uh, we know from the Gospels that... Uh, uh, Jesus, there was a sign put by, by the Roman soldiers on the cross in three languages, you know, the language of their day. Uh, one, one, of course, was Latin, which was the governmental language, but one was Greek, which was really the trade language, and the other one was uh, Hebrew, which is the religious language. And the, I would dare say that the, that the soldiers were looking at him uh, from the perspective of politics more than anything, you know, the language that we see here in the text regarding the religious leaders is they say, well, he said he was a messiah, which is a religious term, really. But uh, we see that with the soldiers, it's more a mocking because uh, for them, you know, uh, as good soldiers, as Roman soldiers, as Roman citizens, some of them were not Roman citizens, but still as, as Roman soldiers, uh, they it was very important for them. They only had one king, and that king was Caesar. Maybe they believed different things, but they had to be um, look at it from that perspective, you know. Mm. Uh, and the only king was Caesar, of course. And we know uh, from history, the first century, 
And uh, after Jesus' death and resurrection, one of the accusations against against the Christian community or followers of Jesus was the fact that they followed this crucified king, you know? Yeah. This, uh, this Jesus. But, you know, it's significant to understand a couple of things that happened. Not only did they mock him, but the manner that they mocked him, you know? They mocked him with a, a thorn, I mean a crown of thorns, you know? Oh, you're a king? Here. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned before the passion of the Christ. And uh, the Passion of the Christ and many other good movies, you know, uh, really show the emphasis of the hate and the the way they belittled Christ. And it was intentional. I would dare say it was intentional, the crown of thorns and also the purple, which was the color of royalty, you know. So here we see uh, the soldiers, I dare say, much more looking at it from the perspective of politics. You know, you say you're a king. Hey, we got a king too. And his name yeah. is Caesar, you know. Right. And it's curious that they also mention, you know, again, you know, I, I just keep on thinking of this and, you know, and, and enjoying and discovering all these truths is the fact that not only king and Caesar's the king, but they tell them, come on down from the cross. And the religious leaders also sort of, uh, you know, okay, you said you're the Messiah. Come on down the cross. Uh, from the cross, yeah. you know, like, ha, 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 look what we're doing to you. But at the same time, yeah. if Jesus would have done that, you know, he would not have fulfilled his mission, you know. Mm -hmm. And and it's very easy to say, yeah, Jesus, you know, and humanly looking, you know, yeah, come down the cross, yeah. you know, come up from the cross, show him, show him. But that wasn't his mission. His mission was yeah. really to go to the cross. Yeah. Yeah. And so defeating. Ah, so good. And then, um, well, now then we come to the encounter of today. I know we have, we don't have much time left, but <laughs> the, um, here we have the two people next to him on the cross. Right. And uh, I'll read it real quick. The, <clears throat> sure. It's in Luke 23, verse 40 to 44, and says, um, sorry, 39. starts in 39 says, One of the criminals who were hanging there was hurling abuse at him, saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us, like you're talking about. But the other answered and rebuking him said, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And he, being Jesus, said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Wow. So here we have the last two people. And one <laughs> doing exactly what you were saying, mocking him, saying what they were saying. Like, all right, show your power. You're the king. You're the Messiah. Like, this is your That's chance. Right. Show that you have some sort of authority. And the other one rebuked him for that. And humbly, right. anyway, um, admitted, yeah. like, we're, we're, we deserve this, but he's innocent. And then he cries exactly. out for, for help from Jesus. Ah, oh, right. beautiful. <clears throat> and worth worth noting again is not a you know you have one the rebukes, but the other one who like you said in humility, uh, realizes who Jesus really is. Maybe he didn't mm -hmm. understand all the ins and outs, you know, of the resurrection and that Jesus was gonna be raised on the third day or you know things like that. 
But he did recognize, first of all, the innocence of Jesus, yeah. which to me is very significant, not only from a perspective of a believer, but also from prophecy. You know, uh, how prophecy said, again, we, we spoke before about uh, Isaiah chapter 53, you know, and mm-hmm. here we have him, you know, rebuking, like you said, you know, rebuking the other guy and then just throwing himself at, at the feet of Jesus and asking yeah. for mercy and saying, hey, whatever it is, you know, uh, I'm, I'm guilty, you know. And we mm-hmm. talk about coming to Jesus, you know, today in our culture, in church culture. We say coming to Jesus. He actually came to Jesus right there. Yeah. And he asked for forgiveness and he repented. You know, and saying, yes, I'm guilty, but you're innocent. And uh, I want to I wanna be where you are. And it's yeah. curious. Christ tells him, yeah, paradise, which is a loan word. And by a loan word, I mean it's originally from, from uh, Persian, you know. Uh, it's, it means sort of a protected area, a paradise. It was literally a king's garden, you know. <laughs> so I know... Uh, sometimes preachers teach or they say, you know, heaven, but li- literally it's uh, the king's, the king's garden, you know, and wow. it's uh, a loan word. So it's just full of just so much, yeah. so much. Uh, and obviously like right there, what's the implication of the king's garden? It's, it's weird, first of all, that he would use a Persian word and you said the Persians invented the right. cross. I don't know if that's a happy accident, um, but then. Yeah, he, no, 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 it's he, um, true. And here he's saying, you'll be with me in the king's garden. And I think yeah. referencing, obviously, the Garden of Eden, you know, the creation restored right. in the end when exactly. heaven and earth become one. And this yeah. guy must have understood that Jesus was more than just a man, obviously, because yeah. he said, remember me when you come in your kingdom. It doesn't say, remember me when I go to heaven or whatever, like you said. Right. He's saying, when you return, when you come in your kingdom, remember me so he's acknowledging that the kingdom belongs to christ to jesus right so he's acknowledging him as the king who's coming right. with a different kingdom from from heaven you know from from this other place into our world and he's gonna reign and um yeah. and that's just beautiful like so you said he admits his need in humility he comes to him recognizes jesus as king and then um and then the beauty of it that it's never too late, you know. It's not like yep. Jesus said, "Well, oh, now you come to me now that you're about to die." No, that's right. Forget it, you know. You're you're too late. That's probably what Saint Elliot and Saint Nick would say. Yeah. Okay, you're ready now. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you had your chance. No, but Jesus, is like, that's right. Today, today you'll be with me in the King's Garden. Exactly. Today you'll be with me in the garden that's restored in the kingdom. That's right. And that's the hope that we all have, you know, that no matter how far, how much we've done, we're never too far gone. And Jesus shows mercy and love even up till his last moment. Yep. Exactly. Very good. That's good. I think we've, we've done some, some justice to this passage. (laughs) And I'm sure we can come up with many more things. (laughs) Yeah, I know we had to rush through that end part, but uh, I think that laying out what crucifixion was and his path all the way up to this moment was important. So thank you again, Doc. Likewise. Um, Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, We'll see you in our next one. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Remember, you can email us with any questions or suggestions or opinions or whatever at thejesustablepodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll see you guys in our next episode. Blessings. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the Jesus Table Podcast. We pray that these conversations are a blessing for anyone seeking to know who Jesus is and for those seeking to know him even more.